Welcome to the Broski Doodles podcast. It's your boy Kiko Flo, Kiko Cervantes. And today we got a really nice movie review and analysis. Uh, please subscribe to the thing if you like the content, like it and share it. Leave comments if you have any suggestion for movies and also what you think about these. Um, for these reviews, keep in mind, we are going to speak about the movie. So it's definitely a spoiler. If you haven't seen the movie and want to enjoy the podcast more, it's, it's best to watch it first. If you already saw it, then we can go right ahead. The movie we're going to review today is Hidden Figures. This came out in 2017. It stars Taraji Henson, Octavia Spencer, Janelle Monet, and Kevin Costner, among others. Kirsten Durst is in it as well. And this is a movie that I had seen many clips before. They, they, uh, in Facebook, probably I saw the, the, the clip where they're showing uh, Taraji Henson's um, character, who's uh, she's, she plays Katherine Johnson, one of the the mathematicians that that worked for NASA. And you know, it's, it's this like very famous clip where she's being asked by the director Kevin Costner why she's always late, why she's always taking so long, and it's because she has to go to a colored bathroom, right, in another building at the nasa center so so i had seen many clips and i was like man i need to watch this movie i need to watch this movie it's also about space and nasa and i love those movies i mean i reviewed many movies here about space and i don't mean like armageddon space i mean like like nasa biographical you know pics about like uh apollo 13 or uh, Apollo 11, the one that got to the moon and, you know, and all, all those things. And this one was, was an amazing movie for me because aside from the, the, the racial story, which was very relevant at the time, you don't really see many movies about, about space, um, that happened in the forties, fifties. You normally start seeing when we got to the moon and this is actually based on when we first got to space and the movie is about these three ladies who actually help uh, get that done. And but it also represents not only those three ladies, but many women that helped in, in NASA today. Uh, you know, keep in mind, in those days, you had the racial component, so there was segregation. But also in NASA, they didn't really have many women you know most of the engineers were men i mean that's typically the case in general just because more male uh normally go for those uh professions but you know you obviously are gonna have geniuses and exceptions and you know it just made sense at one point to to allow anyone who was a great mind and and this movie shows you a lot of those uh taboos that were broken having to do with um women um african-americans and that whole dynamic was really nice i did do a little research on the actual history the movie i mean it's based on real events but for example kevin costner's character wasn't actually like a real person it was more of a, a combination of three different directors that uh worked at nasa um but but yeah i mean you know they they show that Catherine Johnson, which which is one of is, is the main one out of the three that they concentrate on, but you see the story of of all of them. 
but she's the one that's like calculating the trajectory of the of the spaceship right like knowing how much you need to boost and when so that the spaceship can land where it has to and you know one of the first missions that they work on uh is getting men to, to space right and there, there was a war in the 40s because this movie takes actually across many years many decades um one of the characters um the one that plays Dorothy Vaughn she's like the supervisor she really enters to work there like in the 40s so this is across many years but obviously in the movie they kind of put it all around the 60s um and in 61 is when the first American goes to space and and that was Alan Shepard right and it's literally just like you go to space and then you come back it's like as if you were throwing an arrow and then he comes back, right? So so the guy was able to go to space and then ride back down. And like that was like, oh my God, this is exciting. We're getting somewhere, right? What the fuck? And all of that like was greatly held by Katherine Johnson. So like the story of the three main characters, all those ladies are for reals. Like that shit happened for reals, right? Um the third one I haven't, I mean, I, I haven't gone into, for example, Mary Jackson. She was the first engineer hired at NASA, first female engineer, um, or maybe first African American engineer. I have the, the the details here, but we'll, we'll check. But those stories were real. I mean, there are certain characters in the movie that aren't all real. You kind of have to speculate and do what you can. But I did research because I was like, when it comes to these NASA movies, I really want to make sure that okay, how much of it is true, and you know, like Apollo 13 uh, is a movie I, I'm almost certain I've reviewed here. It's really, like, accurate to what happened. And in this movie, I found out a lot of the things were were actually accurate. Uh, so after Alan Shepard's, you know, trajectory was helped with, right? And he was able to go to space and come back. The next thing is like, okay, can we get somebody to go to space, stay in space for a little bit, you know? And then have them come back and be alive. They're like, can we even do that, right? So they're like, okay, what do you mean? Like, okay, so somebody's going to shoot in a rocket, right? We're going to put a bunch of fuel and burn it, right? And somebody's going to, we're going to take them to space. But I don't want them to come down right away. I want them to stay in space for a bit. I want them to be there for a minute, you know, just chilling, just like seeing around, what the fuck. And then I want them a little later. After he's done a few rounds around the earth, so the Russians can know what the fuck is up. Okay? This is the American goddamn. We're going around the globe. And then after a little, you know, rounds around the earth, I want you to come back. And I want you to land in a certain place. That sounds like super simple today, right? Like Elon Musk, you tell him that he's like, yo, are you fucking stupid? Like, motherfucker, come on, dog. I have a Tesla in space right now. Don't, don't be like insulting me with that shit. But back then, I mean, this was insane to do. And the crazy thing about it, which is the part where Catherine Johnson comes in hard with the math, is that the math wasn't invented for, for such a, a change in, um, in direction. So let me explain for the nerds out there, for the math buffs. When you get out to space, if you go fast enough, you're able to get out of the out of the gravity zone where the gravity pulls you back down. And if you turn your boosters and you, 
you're perpendicular to the earth, then you're able to stay in orbit, right? Without using more energy, like just the speed that you had because there's no friction in space, you can continue to, you know, just give rounds around earth, right? And now you're in an orbit and that orbit is circular. It's circular. Hiko, is that an act? Like, is that your accent for like, it's circular, right? And then you need to get that motherfucker that's circular. He needs to boost his little rocket, right? This little metal junk in space, light some fuel, explode at a certain angle, at a certain speed, so that he can get back into Earth and not crash into the atmosphere and burn into pieces. How about I into pieces? This is my life. <laughs> but the thing is, when you come back down, you need to get in an elliptical orbit instead of a circular orbit. So instead of being like circular, you get like into a little elliptical so that you can whoop, do a little angle and come back down, right? They didn't have the math for that. Would you like, are you serious? You don't have the math for us like to go from a circle to like a, an ellipse? Come on, bro. Like get your shit right. You feel me? So Catherine Johnson came through. She's like, wait, wait. I know this shit. I've seen this before. And she figured it out. So... That guy that goes up is Glenn, John Glenn. That's the motherfucker that goes up there and does the little circles and then comes back down. So Catherine Johnson is able to fucking articulate, you know, the math and make it so that this guy can go and come back. And this guy trusted her so much that the scene in the movie where Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck, fuck, John Glenn literally goes and says, look, because they started using computers then, right? IBM. And the computers made some calculations, but the calculations were a little iffy. So that he was like, look, I trust her because she she's like, she's good with the numbers. I trust her. So I want her to calculate this shit and, and confirm to me that these are the numbers. And I mean, if you're John Glenn, I mean, you kind of would understand that, right? Like I'm, I'm going to be shot into space to do little circles and come back. This never been done before. We don't know if outside there's aliens, right? And so we're like, I don't know. What if there's like some like octopus, like like space octopus that are like even bigger? We've never seen it. So so it, it was crazy, right? So he's he has the right to ask, hey, can I please confirm? And he trusted her. And that scene is for real. Like almost to the end before the, the launch, she was like, look, I'm not going to get in that thing unless she confirms it. And he literally said, like, oh, I want her to confirm it, the girl, because there weren't really that many girls. So when he said the girl, they knew which one it was, the only girl that was, like, doing calculations in the director's office, right? And that's what, you know, the movie revolves around her character mainly. But there's, all, there's also other characters. Uh, one of them is Dorothy Vaughn, and she's actually the one that started working there the earliest in 1948. And she was actually kind of like a supervisor where she would, you know, manage a lot of the computers. That's what they call these ladies that computed, right, calculations. And and she, you know, like she actually did become a supervisor. She was the first supervisor, um, African-American supervisor uh, to actually, um, yeah, become that. So So she was able to like, learn how to use these computers and 
she it was funny because we're always talking about there's always like this re repeated topic about technology uh, you know like taking jobs away right but then those jobs that were taken away reappear in other types of 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 uh, of skills right and in this movie you saw how the computer was disruptive to all these ladies that were calculating they were not needed to calculate anymore because the computer was doing it but then this person the supervisor Dorothy Vaughn uh Bagon I'm pretty sure I'm probably pronouncing that bad she she saw further she's like look let's learn how to use these computers because they're gonna we're gonna lose our job soon so you know for people out there that are like hey maybe I should learn how to work the computer so that when they take my job I can program the computer that's gonna take my job that should be like a hashtag maybe like you like learn how to program the computer that's gonna take your job no but for real like the other day I saw a documentary on how like Domino's Pizza has this like production um place in Indiana where like it's all done by robots. The 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 dough, the packing and everything, the, the trucks just come in and get the dough out, you know, and that's how you flip the dough. You know? So I'm just saying, like, I actually believe that technology always helps. And even if it takes jobs away, it gives. Like it takes, but it gives. It takes it, but it gives it. Like it takes it, but it gives it. It gives it back. But it reappears in other things. Like when farming was a thing, I mean, it's still a thing, but when like farming was done like mainly by by humans, eventually the machines came in the 1900s and they were replaced. But then somebody needed to work the machines and repair them. So, and that enabled us to be able to produce food at a much cheaper price. And that allowed for a lot of people not to die of starvation. So technology is good, okay? Like when you go like to a McDonald's, right? They're starting to have the flippy, the one that makes the burgers, the one that does the fries. And you could say, like, oh, but somebody lost a job. Okay, but do we really need somebody to evolve in the fry, frying business? Maybe it's better for him to learn how to work the machine when it, when it's fucked, right? Like when something should happen. So in this movie, you see how the computers came. They, they no longer needed people to just run numbers and multiply and divide. But now they needed somebody to understand the machine and become one. And become one. And Dorothy Vaughn saw past it. And she was like, what? They're going to replace us with these machines? Are you serious? Are you serial? Are you serial right now? She's like, hell no. So she took all, all her team, which is a, all these ladies, right? That were just computing. She's like, we're going to learn how to use these machines. These machines use these little cars that we put in the cars. And the cars go in there and clack. And then this thing does a bunch of computing. <laughs> And then we get it back. So you still have to manage the machine because the machine would often fuck up and give you bad numbers. So you needed someone to work the machine and the machines were fucking complicated. You know, there were computers that were a whole room filled with machines, you know, and they would, they would do the calculation. But it was really interesting to see that, um, that evolution from the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s because that's when computers came along and how that affected jobs and how those jobs evolved and how those people evolved. And, and this whole, it, it made it very clear that this whole topic about technology taking jobs is not something that's new. It's always happening. 
everything is evolving. It is true that we are now at a point where things evolve like on a weekly basis. You know, like whatever you graduated of, unless you're like a doctor or an engineer, like probably doesn't even, it's not even relevant today, right? That was like in the past. Because every year it's like something new. You got to learn how to fucking... But it's not a new thing. Like through across history, humans have had to evolve and learn new skills. And the, and, and the fact that machines are doing a lot of the labor, laborers and tedious work is going to help us concentrate on doing more valued work, more, more smart work, more like, hey, I'm thinking and like, dude, I'm more like, it. what is happening? You're thinking, critical thinking. And that's what we want. And that's what these ladies did. Uh, you know, there was another character which was great, Mary Jackson. She became the first. Let me get this straight. Exactly what she became. Let me just let me get this straight. No, 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 because I don't want people to say, oh, you didn't get it straight. No, I'm going to get it straight. Okay. She was promoted to engineer. And she petitioned the city of Hampton to be able to attend graduate classes alongside her white peers. She needed to take spe specific classes at a white school, an all-white school, so that she could then apply for an engineer at NASA. And she did it. And she was the first African-American female engineer at NASA, Mary Jackson. She's played by, by this actress, Janelle Monet. She, she killed it. And by the way, she's, she's like so beautiful. The three main characters were amazing. Toraji Henson, who plays the sort of the main character, amazing. Octavia Spencer, I've seen her in many movies. She's amazing all the time. And Kevin Costner, I mean, he did a good job. He really did feel like a NASA director. He had the, you know, like NASA directors, they have that cut. It's like, it's like, I don't know, like a T-ball coach. You know, he was like, and he was cool. And and then that was a, they had that other character from uh, the Big Bang Theory. Oh, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gene Parsons. Yeah, Gene Parsons. The or Parsons or Parsons, probably. That's the guy that plays the really smart guy in uh, Big Bang Theory. Uh, he's supposed to be like this asshole who's like kind of competitive against Katherine Jackson because she's really smart. And I don't know if they, like, I don't know if in the movie they try to make him look like maybe he was a little racist. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, we haven't even touched on the racial part, which was super interesting because I always say that competition is one of the, the, is, is, is one of the like breakers of racism. Like whenever there's competition involved, the parties tend to like, look, we need to get the best. Like, I don't care if the girl, guy, black, white, Latino, Latinx. Are they Latinx? I mean, cool, but are they smart? Can they do the thing? Can they do the trajectories? Can they get Alan Shepard back home safe? Katherine Jackson did. So in NASA, this is like a very competitive place because you need the best in the world. You need the best engineers. You need the best, the best, you need the best mathematician. And, 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 you know, one of the guys in the movie is like this Russian or like 
uh, Eastern European engineer, right? Like Chatsalansky, no, Salansky is, you know, the guy from Ukraine, but like, you know, around those names, like, you know, I will tell you the name though, because I have it here. Um, the guy's name is Casimir uh, Chermecki. And he was like an actual engineer. So Mary Jackson worked with that guy. And the guy was really cool. And the, the cool thing was that the guy, because he wasn't American, he was not an American. He 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 kind of like, in a way, shared a little bit. I mean, obviously not the same as Mary Jackson, because she was a girl and she was African-American. But he was also an outsider. He was also not a straight white man, which is toxic. I mean, it's fucking toxic. <laughs> But yeah, she becomes an engineer, and 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 the movie shows you that, you know, it was like the the time where there was segregation, but NASA still needed to get the best people, so they still got these computers. And when I say computer, I'm talking about the ladies. They called them computers because they were the com the, the one comes computing, right? And then I did read the famous scene where. Catherine Jackson is late and then Kevin Costner tells her why. And she's like, look, I have to go to the color bathroom. So they're really far away. Apparently, that's like half true. Like it is true. I mean, that there were color bathrooms there. There was segregation. But it wasn't as far. So, I mean, you know, you got to add a little dra dramatism. That being said, apparently Catherine Jackson, she says that she came in later, like in the late 50s. So she says that. She didn't feel really much racism within NASA, at least not expressed by the people there. Uh, but she says that she also went, she always went to the white bathroom and that they maybe saw her once, like weird, you know, like a weird face or a bad face. But after that, people didn't care. But it's very funny because you, you see how, you know, like one of my favorite movies is Remember the Titans. And that movie, sort of condenses how a town that used to be racist became not racist and integrated with everybody. I mean, I don't know if you're saying, yeah, I mean, I guess some of them were racist, yeah. But you you find out that some of them are just like, look, this is how things are, but I'm not, I don't really care. And then things start to change, right? And like something as subtle as Catherine Jackson, or maybe not as subtle, going to the bathroom, the white bathroom, because the white bathrooms apparently at NASA didn't say white bathroom. They just said bathroom for ladies. So she would go in there. And then eventually people are like, okay, I guess that's, yeah, like that's it. Like, and then those little moments are the things that move forward, you know? Um, uh, for example, Catherine John. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, let me just get the names right. Uh, Mary Jackson. Um, what's I gonna say? What's I gonna say? Uh, yeah, so she, she, you know, it is true there were bathrooms that were farther sometimes, but at NASA, apparently, it wasn't the same racism that you felt outside, and that sort of shows you that the type of people that were there, these really smart people. We're probably maybe smart also to still think, okay, why does it matter if we're white or black? Like, we need to get this guy to space and come back. And I think that that's crazy, right? Because you have this competition and you have this task that's so 
so big, bigger than any of us, getting a man to space and back and not to, you know, blow him to pieces. It's almost like, like caring about the color of the skin of somebody seems so small and like stupid, right? To care about when you need to get a man to space. And that's like, uh, you know, in Remember the Titans, you see this, I mean, with a game of less stakes, you know, it's a, it's a football game, but because they want to win and they're competitive, you break that sort of racism thing. And then, and like in the movie Invictus, right, with Mandela in South Africa, and they unite for the World Cup of Rugby and and, and the black players and the white players come together and they're like, yo, we need to win this shit. Like, whatever you color is, I don't care. Like, let's do this shit, right? And that shit was so cool because you see how society improves. And, and, and for me, it's very interesting to see what are those little moments that seem subtle in the context of things, but actually is the thing that triggered everything to start changing. And then people, you know, start being more accepting, more tolerable, and less ignorant. Because a lot of these, a lot of it comes from being ignorant of an, another group of people's like culture or way of being. Uh, but anyways, uh, I love this movie. It was, it was pretty good. It was very enjoyable. I like the fact that a lot of the things that they showed were for real. Uh, I, I liked it that it touched on so many things like, you know, the, the racial part, the technology taking jobs part. And also one of the things that I love the most is the human race achieving amazing things like going to space and where we are today, like in the, in, in the whole race to space and, and further, I mean, well, space is everything that's out there, but I mean, further than we've gone up to now, right? Elon Musk, we got so many people now with private companies wanting to go to space, which is great because in the past it was only government funded. Now when you have private company, that makes it so things could be faster and we could even get, but but it just, it gives you a nice feeling, this movie. Uh, it gives you hope in man, in, in, in the human race. And it was just really good acting, good storytelling. Um and very captivating uh, scenes. I love the whole like aesthetics of NASA. One critique, I you know, but maybe because I'm a NASA buff, I just think they should have shown a little more of the space. And I know the movie concentrated more on the main character sort of fight, but I, I wanted to see a little more space. Like when they go to space and come back, like the first guy, Alan Shepard, I wanted to see more of what he really sees when he does, like when he goes up and down, like how does that look to him? And they do show a little bit. I mean, don't get me wrong. And also when the guy's going in orbit, I also want to see how that looks to him and what he's doing inside when coming back. And they showed again, some of it, but I wanted to see more because I was just excited because there's no other movies, unless you know one, let me know, where you see this first flights, you know? It's, it's not really shown. It's, it's more interesting to show Apollo 11, Apollo 13, because it's just more exciting going to the moon and just going to space and come back. But but in that moment when that shit happened, in 1961, are you fucking insane? They went, they did an orbit in 1961? And then eight years later in 1969, we went to the moon. And I say we because, I mean, it's, it's, it's the human race, right? 
I mean, we went. I mean, I didn't go, but like, I feel like I went, right? Um. Anyways, let me know what you guys think of this movie. Um. Let me know, you know, if you have uh, any space movies that you think are worth watching. I probably reviewed most of them, but but you know, but real space movies, not like Armageddon or like Gravity or some shit, like like some real NASA shit. Um. You know, on the Broski Doodles, we got the Broski Doodles Rector scale, which tells us, you know, how good a movie is, right? And we take everything into account. I mean, you know, we're, we're harsh on it. For me, this movie, very entertaining. Not too long. I liked it. It was less than two hours, like right under two hours, which is like my limit, where it's like, okay, you get two hours of my time. It was, uh, it was funny. It had great characters, great development, and they fit a lot of story into a, a small package because it, it's really a lot of stories across many decades even but they pack packaged it all in a nice little little box that you can just take home and give it to somebody like a special gift so if you want to give a gift this was amazing hidden figures really amazing tell me what you guys thought subscribe to the thing share it like it we're on spotify we're on itunes napster bearshare limewire What's the other one? Canva? Pirate Bay? I love you. Peace.